This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good afternoon. I'm Steve Brandy on WDAN News. This newscast brought to you by Right Seating and Air. Call Frank at 217-442-4027. He always answers the phone. Tonight's Danville City Council meeting will include a proposal to go ahead and accept the $12.6 million bid from Danville's Schaumburg and Schaumburg Construction for the new Garfield Park pool. At the last City Council meeting, City Engineer Sam Cole said that the bids for both the new Garfield Park and the pool being paid for by COVID relief money had come in higher than expected and some scaling back on the plans might be needed. But with Schaumburg and Schaumburg being the only party that bid on the pool part, Cole says the city now believes that after some further review, any pool adjustments can be figured out once the bid is accepted. It's a process we normally go through. However, with the price being as high as it is, we wanted to get a better handle on where we thought we could save money before we awarded the bids and make sure we felt like there were some opportunities to do so. Cole says the park part is a different ball game. First, there's more room for adjustments, such as phasing parts in over more time. In addition, the park's completion was aimed for the end of 2024, but the pool's opening is still aimed for Memorial Day weekend of 2024. Simply put, the final park bid, where multiple parties have shown interest, can wait for a while. We don't know that there's any risk in rebidding that. I think Schaumburg would personally love for us to award that piece, too, because they were the low bidder on that project also. Uh, but that's just not something we're able to do at this point. So we need to revisit that and kind of rescope that project, figure out if we need to phase it, and then go out for bid again later on. Tonight's Danville City Council meeting is set for 6 p.m. with Schaumburg and Schaumburg's pool bid on the agenda. Vermillion County recently received some great news on just how strong the 2022 growing season turned out. Vermillion County placed sixth in the state with a total of over 14.4 million bushels of soybeans. That's a 3% jump from 2021. For corn, Vermillion County came in 10th in the state at over 46.4 million bushels, an increase of 12% from 2021. The Vermillion County Farm Bureau's Tom Fricky says finishing between 4th and 6th in soybeans is pretty normal for the county, but a 10th in corn is extra special since quite often Vermillion County places just outside the top 10. Fricky says looking back on 2022, sure, farmers had to be creative with fertilizer applications due to the extremely high prices, but all worked out just the same. However, some are probably asking, what if? There's always the give and take calculations you have to do. Would you have produced more if you'd have put a little more nitrogen on? It's always hard to tell because the weather always has the greatest impact on how those two interact with one another. Fricky says there's no doubt one of the biggest reasons for 2022's success is that over the years, seeds have become more and more technologically advanced and therefore more resistant to trouble, such as some drought problems along the way or fertilizer variations and applications of fertilizer. But there's certainly more that can be discovered that the seeds could do. Whatever research is going on that can keep us going, probably one of the next things might be more temperature resistant to lower temperatures, but who knows? I mean, frost is still frost and freeze is still freeze, so there's only so much traits that can be bred into a plant. As far as the new planting season goes, yes, we had a mild February, and yes, we had a good dose of moisture late last week, but there's plenty of unpredictable March to go. 
planting is not a calendar thing. Planting is a condition thing. So you just have to wait and see what those conditions are. As Fricky mentioned a while back, some farmers may be holding their breath because a very mild February can be reminiscent of 2012 when a mild February was followed by a growing season with significant drought. Well, last year, more than 1,600 hunters got tickets and fines for violations in the state. Gary Westjohn teaches hunter safety and ethics. He said more hunters should take a course and learn the rules. You can read a lot of stuff and you can watch all the videos you want to, but until you actually do it, you, you do need a hands-on experience to really learn and enjoy hunting. A common rule that hunters on the lazy side break is failing to unload a gun and put it in a zipped-up or latch-secure case when transporting the gun in a vehicle. It is illegal to have a loaded gun in any vehicle. 20 seconds to zip it up, you're, you're not going to, you don't need to... Uh, you don't need that 20 seconds to get your gun out of the case anyway. Buy a case for $20 or pay $200 in fines, Wes John says. From the VermilionCountyFirst.com News Studios, I'm Steve Brandy. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.